0: Who decided to show. Sorry I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time.
1: If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early.
2: You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late.
1: If you ain't first, you're last.
2: Now the early show, later. With Karis and Jeremy from 102.7 The Peak. Go! Here we go. Levels. Check 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 one two. Levels are
0: good. They weren't great when I screamed, "Let's go!" But uh, now are not, they back to normal? No, they're no, they're not terrible.
2: Excellent. This is the early show later. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. Hello. This is episode eighty one. Mayo Hut.
0: Yeah, it's podcasting, a fun and noble tradition. I think we got a wild show for you guys today.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, we are going to have Mo Amir. On the podcast, Mo was on our early show program, the live one, from 6 to 10 a.m. on 1027 The Peak at thepeak.fm. And Mo Amir hosts This Is Van Color, a podcast which is now on Czech TV. You can see it on YouTube as well.
0: And then he tweets. He's got his rants, his clips, like a lot of good hot takes. Is at Van Color and uh, always hilarious. Yep.
2: And he talks about politics Local politics and
0: yeah, it's good. Other things, I like that.
2: Goings on around Vancouver City.
0: Yeah, it's a very he's a modern. It's funny, but it's real. It's good. So we like Mo. Oh, we get to go on Mo's TV show. We'll talk about that a little bit. So that'll be kind of fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else we got to talk? Oh, and what else we got going on?
2: Today? Yeah. Well, today on the podcast, we are also talking about a hut that was seen in a very far away shot on the moon.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's like we're going to send a rover to the moon to take pictures and we're going to send like a two pixel camera from 2002 and then take something from far away and be like, well, that's mysterious. I guess Mm. we'll just leave it and explore something else. I wonder what that is. Very Mm. silly. Very silly. And we'll talk about that.
2: Yeah, but we're going to kick off our podcast with uh, the age old question. Well, it's really it's come up a lot in the last decade. It's mystifying people. We don't understand it. Are millennials killing mayonnaise?
0: What aren't they killing?
2: The Man Who. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy, 642. I've been wondering about this. I came across an article and it is entitled, How Millennials Killed Mayonnaise.
0: And Maybe millennials, but not my daughter. She's what, Gen Z? Well, Gen Z.
2: I, I guess, and but this was I, and it kind of had me wondering because I don't like mayonnaise. I grew up as a child hating mayonnaise, and I'm okay with it in little bits now. Like I'll have mayonnaise, but it's but when not. You have something, a
0: sandwich. What happens?
2: I don't put mayonnaise on it.
0: Well, what goes on there? Mustard. That's it.
2: Yeah, some, like cheese.
0: You're wailing. Right. Yeah. All right. To miss uh, some butter. Uh, 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 maybe some. Okay, there we go. Some yeah.
2: Butter, sure. Or 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 some like you know something maybe even like a sauerkraut or a coleslaw or uh yeah, I mean I know there's mayonnaise in coleslaw. See that's the thing I can have it's like small amounts but I'm not I don't have a jar. I'm just I trying don't to imagine this it.
0: mustard coleslaw <laughs> cheese sauerkraut sandwich and I'm just like no wonder you have an upset stomach all the time. What are you eating? <laughs> That's wild. No,
2: that's what delicious. is this sandwich? It's delicious. I believe it. Okay. Do you like mayonnaise? Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I don't like it. I'm not like I'm craving mayonnaise. I don't want to take a spoon of mayonnaise. Okay, but, but I, on a sandwich, it's like, yeah, you need it. You need it.
2: Oh, well, you need actually, it. you don't. You don't need it. I, yeah. I am proof that you don't need it because I've been eating sandwiches my whole life. I know. It. I'm
0: just saying. I would go to your house and be like. Oh, cool. What's for lunch? You'd be like, well, this sandwich in front of you. And I'd say, well, this is not a sandwich.
2: This really? Is a, this is a
0: bread mustard dip. I don't know. Really?
2: Well, apparently the, ma- the the millennials, and I know we're kind of on the older end. We're kind of elder millennials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the younger millennials don't like mayonnaise. This is the word on the
0: street. <laughs> the article calls it the rise of identity condiments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure mayonnaise is like the base. It's like, I don't like mayonnaise. I prefer my chipotle aioli. And you're like, this mayonnaise it is chipotle. actually you- mayonnaise. Anyway. <laughs> Most,
2: essentially all secret sauces. I mean, they're not called that anymore. But they are mayonnaise. Just with some stuff sprinkled in.
0: Here's the power move I do use to get away from mayonnaise. Because I do understand that it's not for everyone. And uh, it lightens a lot of things. I use sour cream in play. I'm doing my coleslaw. There's Mm. no mayonnaise in my coleslaw. I like mayonnaise. I like coleslaw. A mayonnaise-based coleslaw? Barf. Uh, I use the sour cream. Game has changed. Oh, I'm down. Cider vinegar in there? What? I'm down with that. What? So, yeah, that might be a a way for you to finally cut the cord from mayonnaise. If If coleslaw is your last frontier... Just put in sour cream. Sour cream could change your life.
1: Survivor. Space, the final
0: frontier. They have found a mystery hut on the moon.
2: What? That's really exciting.
0: Yes. Nathaniel Raitler for the Night sweats doing Survivor. Could this hut be an alien survival uh, you know, place that they had to erect after a crash landing until they could get picked up? That's one theory thrown out there. So there's this rover, China sent a rover to the dark side of the moon, the far side of the moon, the side of the moon that faces away from the earth. We don't know a lot about it. We haven't explored it very often throughout history. Um, A lot of what is known about it is just scientists kind of speculating. It's like, well, the side we can see looks like this. The dark side of the moon is the same, but darker.
2: Yeah, exactly. And And
0: that's it. They just leave it at that. Right. We don't need to know anything more about it.
2: Really, all we have is Pink Floyd.
0: That's it. That's That's all all we need. So the uh, Chinese government has sent a rover that's currently uh, there right now, kind of tooling around, and they sent back a picture of um, something that translates from the uh, Chinese language science blog connected to the Chinese National Space Agency or administration. Um, The translation says this square or cubic shape on the northern horizon translates to mystery house or mystery hut. I just love the name mystery hut, so let's call it that.
2: Yeah, maybe they've got, maybe it's like a pizza hut.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Of some sort of yeah, Burger Shack of some sort.
2: Totally. It's got to be. But <laughs> what I'm wondering is they have a picture of it in the distance. It's a little cube on the horizon far off in the distance. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you're in a little rover. Why rover <laughs> Rover on over to. Like, why are we way back here with a fuzzy grainy picture? Just drive over to it. Can we get a closer look?
0: Here's the shocking part I, to me about space exploration. It all looks the same. Every picture of Mars just <laughs> looks like Kamloops. Every picture of the moon is just just great ashen rock. And finally.
2: Finally, there's a thing. There's a thing. And they're, and they're, like, ah. and they're like a football field back looking at it going like, I wonder what it I is. I wonder what that is. I guess we'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> just drive over there for crying out Send loud. Send your
0: remote control car over to it. What are you kidding me? Uh, the official explanation, according to science, is that it probably is a boulder spit up during an asteroid collision. Though the uh Chinese um blog <laughs> does speculate, yes, it could be like a survival hut that maybe aliens erected when they crashed. It's basically the you know the equivalent of like you know the survival suit, and yeah. they had to make this hut, wait for the aliens to come get them, and then take it away. And this was what was left behind. I want to believe that. I like it's a space pizza hut. I sure. also
2: I would also like to believe that it's an A&W because when you go into any small town in this country, nine times out of ten, there's an A&W. So I think <laughs> if there's going to be any kind of fast food on the moon, it will be an A&W.
0: On the dark side of the moon? Yep. It's an A&W. Speed is of the essence.
2: The number you have dialed is not oh. in service. Please
1: check. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so four... Mo speaking.
2: Good morning, Mo. It is Karis and Jeremy from the Early Show.
1: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: Good. How are you?
1: There is, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, and this has happened a couple of weeks. There's an echo from my side, so I don't know if it's the headphone volume from yours. How about now? Or, How about now? Uh, let's try that.
2: How's is this better? Oh, it's
1: still there. It's still there. It's still it's there? there. We'll push through. We'll push. Hang through. On. Okay. <laughs> Um, let me try. Yeah, how about now? No. No, I can still hear my echo. You can how still about... hear you.
0: Okay. How about now? How about you this? Yes. No.
2: Oh yeah. He's legitimately pressing buttons no, on wait. the board.
1: No,
0: I'm not recording you. Oh, okay. All
2: how right. About okay. How about now? How about now? How
1: about now? I can he- I can hear the echo, but that's okay. We'll we'll push through. How yeah. about now? <laughs> 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 this could be the whole segment on the radio. Yeah, exactly. Play.
2: We're just going to play this. How about now? How about now? How about now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, without any further ado, host of This Is Van Color podcast, now on Czech TV, also an opinionist with Vancouver Is Awesome, and our favorite political pundit, it's Mo Amir. Mo Talica.
1: Hey, Karis. Hey, Jeremy. Hello. Is a podcast on TV a vlog? (laughs) We are on YouTube, too, so I guess we're vlogging a little bit, but it's not me, like taking a selfie camera in my face and talking it's not one of those exactly ring lights
0: oh yeah that would look real good <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a bit of a rant this time like that we're talking about today you sent us over this uh, video that you showed us the other day of mm-hmm. uh, are you talking about like Kevin Falcon and perhaps like another member of um, of the BC Liberal Party like questioning um, credentials
1: yeah it's it's a bit of a story so I'll go through it BC liberal leadership race. Uh, former chief councillor of the Heisla First Nation and current BC Liberal MLA for Skeena, Ellis Ross, has come under a little scrutiny for some of comments he's made about climate change. And I think that the scrutiny is totally fair game. I have no problem with people being held accountable for their positions or even comments that they've made in the past. Now, earlier this year, Ellis's director of communications offhandedly introduced Ellis as, quote-unquote, an expert on climate change. Also noting like, that Ellis would actually never call himself that. Now, the term expert is not a professional, uh, professional designation. It's not like doctor or CPA or lawyer. But then another BC Liberal leadership candidate, Val Litwin, took offense to this. And on a debate stage, Val Litwin asked Ellis Ross about Ellis's educational qualifications. Again, Ellis did not call himself an expert. Some people, particularly one of the co-founders of the BC Liberals' Indigenous Network, noted that like by Val asking Ellis for his educational qualifications, it kind of played into the narrative whereby Indigenous people have to validate themselves to non-Indigenous folks. So while I think the, uh, the critique is fair about Ellis's policy positions, his past comments, his ideas, his record and work, uh, the idea that this super-privileged white guy is asking the Indigenous candidate to prove himself an expert completely ignores how Indigenous communities, particularly uh, uh, people from northern and remote communities, don't have the same educational privileges like those availed by people like Val Litwin himself. I mean, Val Litwin went to the University of Cambridge for a summer to study creative writing. He had the ability to take a summer off, to do acts of kindness, including giving people hugs on a cross-country vacation. And so Val's demand that, like, Ellis show his credentials or whatever, it just reeked of elitism, regardless of how you feel about Ellis Ellis Ross's views on climate change or any other subject.
0: So, like, are these guys in the same party?
1: They're in the same party, yeah. So these guys got to be Ross buds after all this? <laughs> well, and, and that's kind of the weird thing. So Ellis Ross is in office, so he is a B.C. liberal MLA. Uh, Val Litwin is not a B.C. liberal MLA. Oh, so man, Ellis could just throw that
0: back at him. Hey, why don't you prove why you should be here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love that, you know, and, and that's kind of what my rant was about is like instead of asking other people to prove their themselves and their credentials, you know, why don't you showcase your own credentials and why don't you talk about your own privilege and how you've used it in a way that's helped people?
2: Yes, just describe your own
1: backyard. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So now, Mo, we also would like to talk about uh, quickly the fact that we are we are going to be on This Is Van Color with you. I
1: can't wait. I, it's going to be so, so much ex- fun.
2: It's going to be super fun. Uh, so is there anything that we need? Should we not wear stripes? How is it on the TV? We, we're not used to TV. Mo, tell us.
1: I am not used to the TV either. I'm still getting used to it. I think stripes are bad. And uh, (laughs) uh, tight patterns, also not good. They can be bigger
0: patterns. I'm 100% just going to wear a green shirt. And I just hope no one uh, takes advantage of that. um, Watching the program on Sunday night on Check.
1: I'm gonna, Yeah, the early show with Karis, and Hogg, uh, with Karis Hogg and Jeremy Baker will be on This is Van Color this Sunday at 7 on check. We're going to have fun. And please bring the Lego set. That's very important. Oh, we will. We will bring the Lego barge for I sure.
0: We're going to do show and tell on television. This is awesome. It's going to be
2: so much fun, Mo. Thank I'm you. I'm looking forward
1: to it. Thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: And our quest has come to its conclusion.
2: And that is the end of episode 81, Mayo Hut.
0: Mayo Hut, because we talked about Mayonnaise and the Hut on the Moon.
2: Strange Hut on the Moon. Which is probably
0: a rock, but they purposely they purposely do this. You know, they can find out it's a rock.
2: I mean, you look at that image, just Google it. Space Hut. It looks (laughs) from a picture that's taken very unfortunately far away it does look rather cube-like it doesn't look very natural as in you know rock has doesn't oh, have
0: 100
2: hard corners it doesn't have 90 degree angles we
0: talked about that in the bit on the radio it's like you've gone to space to explore you literally found the one thing interesting on this goddamn empty moon and then you're just like uh oh.
2: Yeah, it was far away. we we'll Let's just speculate. We'll just speculate. I
0: mean, we we shot a rocket all the way there with a rover on it. But, but now just, that we're there. We can't
2: go the last 800 meters. We can't do that.
0: Yeah, not even 800 meters. It's, it's probably like, not even. It's It's true. like 290 feet or something <laughs> ridiculous away. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Come
2: on. Either that or, like you said, could you have a better camera on that thing? Yeah, Is that possible? Could you try
0: harder or are you – <laughs> like, you're purposely – you're – Doing this to screw with us. Try
2: harder, Chinese scientists. Come on, I know you don't try hard enough. I know.
0: Let's figure it out, guys. <laughs> and I mean, if it's a hot, how amazing. So I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it is what uh, uh,
2: it is. Uh, if hey. I
0: cared this much, I would have become a space scientist. Right. right?
2: And if you have any uh, thoughts on what that hut might be, or maybe uh, you have some other thoughts on anything else that we've talked about. Like mayonnaise.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, should we talk about what we discovered about mayonnaise? Because that we couldn't get into on the show. Yeah, what? But we're on a podcast. Yeah. First off, we talked about how mayonnaise is aioli. That's not true, necessarily. Well, mayonnaise is an, an is aioli. Right. But aioli is a great term for basically an emulsion, which is an oil and something suspended in the oil.
2: Yeah. And mayonnaise happens to be oil with egg and And lemon lemon juice
0: and and things. Salt. Salt, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Aioli in a traditional sense is oil and garlic. Yeah. And then we just now use mayonnaise and aioli um, interchangeably. But now I want to make my own mayonnaise because it sounds crazy. What are we going to... This is how crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like... you just use the word crazy to describe it. Man, making mayonnaise is crazy. No, it's not. It's literally a thing that's been done for like a long time since the 1800s. You get your egg yolk and then you got to whisk it and then you drip in the oil. That's the tricky part. Keep on whisking. Yeah. And then you're not even, never does it blend. Oil doesn't, never wants to blend. You're just breaking the oil down into smaller and smaller droplets.
2: And you're forcing the stuff into it. You're you're jamming the other product into the oil.
0: A light, fluffy (laughs) thing. I just, I'm so used to like, you know, Hellman. German icon. Yes. You're German. He's of your people.
2: Yeah, my, my heritage is... He far- almost
0: died on the Titanic too. Funny story about Hellman.
2: I know. Isn't that wild? So the guy, Whoa. the German who made Hellman's mayonnaise, which is the original and still the most popular brand of mayonnaise yeah, the original, in the uh, U.S. and probably The original Canada. like
0: factory mayonnaise.
2: Yeah, it come, comes from a German who ran a deli in New York in the early 1900s. And he made th- his... Mayonnaise jar with a very wide opening at the top, so you could get a bigger spoon inside, so that people could eat God. more mayonnaise. <laughs> and people loved it; they couldn't get enough of it. They say, "Whoa, wide mouth jar! What? I can have more mayo!" And so this is this was sort of the genesis of of his Hellman's mayonnaise, which we still buy today. You go, buy today. And he was over in Europe On a at some point. Mission. Yep, finding out about how to make <laughs> the best movies. mayonnaise. And he. Almost came back on the Titanic. Him and his wife. Yeah, but thankfully for him and his future generations... Uh, he did not he took a he took a cheaper boat <laughs> <laughs> he was like nope I'm gonna get the cheaper boat He's
0: like, I don't start a mayonnaise empire just throwing my money around willy nilly that's
2: right and and so he came back and lived to continue giving the world Hellman's mayonnaise
0: so after we talked about discussing mayonnaise was on the radio then we deep dived it now we know so much about mayonnaise <laughs> and aioli
2: <laughs> yeah so uh, maybe the millennials will get a better appreciation if they know a bit more about it see
0: now my daughter who's Gen Z Z Z, um, she likes
2: mayonnaise.
0: Okay. So there you go. Right. Maybe it'll come. Maybe it'll come back. You know, because I find there's a action reaction And Z yes. Z Gen Z. We, I'm just gonna say Gen Z. Whatever. Tweet at me. Um, there's action reaction. They hate millennials. So like millennials are like, oh, we're totally into I don't know, killing mayonnaise. She's like, well, I'm gonna single handedly bring mayonnaise back. <laughs> you know? Like, oh. So like right But I think I, if I talk to my daughter, I'm like, let's scratch make mayonnaise. And then she might be like, all right. My daughter's into all that kind of stuff. She'll be like, all right, now we're talking. So that's great. It. Maybe when we talk about making aioli, oil, and garlic, and you're just blending that up like crazy. Mm-hmm. That could come out gnarly.
2: Yeah, and that's how you get your your arm sure. exercise as well. It's your motion. Yeah.
0: All right, there so we go. So if
2: you want to tweet at us about mayonnaise, Mayo uh, maybe you talk. want to tweet at us about Gen Z versus Gen Z. Uh, it's at Jeremy underscore Baker. Or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, hog, H-O-G-G.
0: If you uh, tweet us, us, the chips are on. We still got the Lay's potato chips. Yep. Mayo-flavored. They are waiting for you. Or garlic aioli flavor. Your choice. Does we'll, Lay's have
2: a garlic aioli-flavored potato chip? No, I just made that
0: up. No, but that sounds fun. We could make them a dip. Yes. Oh, man. We we scratch-make <laughs> our mayonnaise. It lasts in the fridge for up to six weeks. Really? We could make wow. the mayo to dip their chips in.
2: That's is a bold, bold maneuver. That's bold. You, a, You're promising that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. not.
0: I'm only promising chips. <laughs> Let <laughs> me experiment with the mayo first, and then we'll go from there. We'll go from All there. All right. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with this uh, podcast uh, f- You know, for over 20 minutes, where most of it, we talked mayo cast. Uh, we'll do this again tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye. See ya.
1: Nothing can kill the grimace.
0: All right. We're done here.